crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. My name is Dan. Welcome to episode 148. Good morning, everyone. It's probably afternoon where you are. Everyone listens on the East Coast, Steve. You know that? That's the majority of our of our uh, listenership is on the East Coast and in different countries and stuff like that. So That's good cute. afternoon or happy Saturday or whatever the fuck it is. Welcome to the show. Seems like it's been a while, Steve. I don't know why. I know it's been like a, a just like a hair over a week. But it feels like it's been a while since I've talked to you, my friend. We have not. We don't. We don't talk during the week because Dan is a busy man. You don't send me flowers anymore. You is know that what a mean? song? Uh, it is a song, but it's also a fact. <laughs> That's true. Any more is a strong statement, though. You, you never. Okay, you've never <laughs> sent me flowers, and I've been meaning to talk to you about it, sir. That is a strong statement. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I always assume in my brain that you're busy. Let me tell you why I think you're busy. Because, um, people, ladies and gentlemen, Dan <laughs> isn't a texter, people. And so sometimes that's not true. Okay. You know why? Okay. I'm a texter, but you have to understand what kind of a texter you are. Uh You are a, most of the time, a, I'll get like a sounds good. I might get a LOL. If I'm lucky, I might get a L O O O O O L with an exclamation point. That's untrue. But 90% of the time it's going to be a GIF. That's oh yeah, for sure. But I understand like if, if you try to engage I think you would rather you're a phone person, not a texting person. Mm, sometimes with you, but only because of like past conversations through text where all <laughs> like all of a sudden you're mad at me. I don't know. Why. I do not. Here's Dan. Well, you're, well, you maybe you should shut up. You ugly varmint. And I'd, yeah. I'd call him and be like, what's that? Oh, he's like, Oh, you took that wrong. So you? now I'm Yosemite Sam. <laughs> I text you. <laughs> well, maybe you should shut up. You, you ornery varmint. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels like I haven't talked to you in a minute. I always learn new things that are happening in your life. I'm like, wow, that's new. I didn't know that, but it's because we don't talk that way. Yeah, and you know, I just I want to I want to publicly address this, Steve, since this is in the main feed. We tried this once before under the same circumstances of that people might be calling in for this show. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. We're still playing around with the whole Riverside FM thing, but uh, I, I told you before, I, I feel like we should be talking more, man. I don't ever want it just to become a thing where it's like, hey. um, Podcast, podcast, podcast. All right. I'll talk to you in a week. Because if that happens, the magic goes away, sir. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. You, it's very true. And I imagine I've heard other podcasts go that way. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, I've, I've seen other podcasts go that way where it's just like, hey, what have you been doing this week? I'm like, oh, they legit don't know. They're catching up on the podcast. So it leads me to ask this question. Uh-huh. So, okay, let's go back like, I don't know, year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing so fantastic about a year and a half ago. Mentally, I was not in a good place. Yeah. And maybe that's why you actually, uh, oh, what is going on? What do you, you hear that? Yeah. Hold on. There, okay. Whoever you are, you're muted for now. <laughs> All right. So uh, what was I saying? See, this is what happens. Every time I start talking about it, someone comes in. But then again, it's my fault because I'm the one that's putting out the link. But I'm just letting you know. Like, uh, I think that um, a year and a half ago, you were uh, like checking on me like daily. You all right over there? You, I get one of those like probably twice a day. You all right over there? 
And I'd be like, Thank yeah, you. because I, I had to. Ch- now you're OK over there. Am I, though, Steve? How do you know? Because I talked to you enough to know that something is not that something is everything's fine. I talked to you enough to know you're doing fine. There's li- I mean, you know, in, everyone has their glitches, but it wasn't glitching like a, a year and a half ago. Mm, no yeah no you're right you're right yeah you're right i'm still though steve i'm a sensitive guy you know what i mean and i think that uh you should be there for me more absolutely and i (laughs) you know what you're totally (laughs) even though (laughs) mr brand new wonderful you know oh stop it stop it hey i got a question for you watch have you used the paddle shifters no i don't know how to use those to this day (laughs) gee i'm gonna i'm gonna disclose information that's gonna make me look even worse than i already no what do you think i'm about to say Okay, I'm going to say. Hold on. By the way, I think I know who's on the other end here, but I have you muted right now. But just hang out. Hang out if you want to listen in. We'll get to you. All right, go ahead. Um, let me think. What could you possibly be saying about the new? Oh, man, it's going to be something. Well, regarding, like, oh. regarding what you just asked me. Have you used the. Okay, I don't know what. I am not uh, solid in uh, stick shift. Really? I never learned. I never learned. I could figure it out. I'm oh, so if I gave you an old bug, you're stuck. No, I get the, the whole. I, don't get me wrong. I get the whole idea of it. And, you know, I just haven't really done it. Really? I, mean, I don't I think, think, I think get, I've done it, it like when I was a ki- like really young, but it, it kind of sounded like. I no, Dan, if I put you in an old bug, you wouldn't be able to make it out of the parking lot. Well, if you're you not very good at stick shift. I would. That would be a fantastic video. <laughs> well, oh I'm, my god! But here's the deal. I'm afraid to do it in this new car because I. If that car makes the ah sound. Oh no! But your car doesn't have a clutch. That's true. Yeah, that wouldn't happen because your car is going to automatically see shift. this. I'm just outing myself even more. No, no, no. You're the only thing that makes the other grinding sound is because the clutch. You have to engl- engage the gears, and mm-hmm. some people don't do it, or they'll do it in the middle. And be like, Aah. okay. Well, then here's another way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not making a sound and there's no clutch, what am I doing if I'm doing it wrong? Um, Holy son of a bitch! Look who's here. Fucking Fob Roris in the house, man. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Rob, we were in the middle of something here, but uh, this is important because I was not expecting you to show up, sir. So um, I was in the process of we were talking about stick shifts and, and friendships and shit like that are all over the place. But more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, there's you, you may go do me a favor. Just hit pause for a second. And I want you to either go to the website or just look on your phone at this magnificent logo that we have this wonderful Heroes of Noise logo. All right, you there? You looking at it? It's fucking dope, right? You don't want to. You want to know who did it? This guy right here, Rob fucking Forrest, sir. How are you? Okay, how you doing? Doing well, man. I, I, it's weird because we've talked so much online, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> this guy, look at this handsome lad. Look at this guy. <laughs> we got a bald head up in here, like two bald heads now. I love it. <laughs> so what's up, man? I can't see you guys. Oh yeah, we're ugly. We we uh we turned off the uh the uh. Mike, excuse oh, me, the uh, the cam okay. thing. Yeah, I can't even talk right now. I'm just looking at your beautiful face. No, we turned it off because uh, to, not to bore, but it kind of fucks with the bandwidth and makes things go a little wonky. So that's why. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. but you're good if you want to keep it on. That's fine. I'll just stare at you yes, uncomfortably. Sir. So what's up, man? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I just I just popped on. I didn't even know I'd be able to uh, comment. I thought I thought you said I would just uh, be able to listen in. Well, you know, I think 
I might have messed up, Rob. We're still trying to figure this thing out. And there's like different links you can send. There's an audience link that you can send where, like I said, you should just be like listening in. And if you like type something, we can respond to it. I think I may have went with the uh, the guest link instead. No big deal. Okay. It's all right. Okay. You know, matter of fact, real quick, let me just check in real fast here. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see who's on the other line here, Steve. Holy Jesus. Hello? <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, sort of, kinda. It sounds like you're in a, a like a metal factory or something. Well, uh, funny you should say that because that is something I do. What's going on, man? I was going to be talking to you. I'm glad that you 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 patched in here. But this is what we're going to do. I think I kind of fucked this up a little bit, so we're going to pop out for just a bit. If you want to hang out, cool, Dan. I want to talk to you about something. You know what I want to talk to you about, sir. <laughs> so, um, if you don't mind, we're going to just patch out for just a second, okay? Cool. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just a work in progress here. I don't know. Let's see. Do we just do it here? Let's see. There we go. Oh, look, at he did it for me. Fucking helpful. All right, Forrest. What's going on, man? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did we mute Rob? Oh, Rob's muted now. Hold up, Rob. You're muted. All right, there we go. Sorry. No problem. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was just, uh, I'm working right now, actually. Oh, <laughs> and I saw your link and I said, hey, let me jump on and see what's up. Now, Rob, I want to give you some some love here, man, because you really do good work. You, oh, you are a geez, fantastic, a genius. yeah, a genius. Fan, fantastic graphic artist. Let's see some of the things that you guys might know him from. If you look at Pop Culture Leftovers' new logo, that's Rob right there. Picard, uh, not Picardcast. I'm sorry, um, Smorgasbord. Another one, another fantastic logo. That's I'm a little jealous of that logo, Rob. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's some, that's, <laughs> a, that's a no mask logo. And then uh, who else? Am I missing anyone? Uh, uh, the uh, the book, uh, book girls. Ah, uh, yes, uh, two book girls. I have to make sure. Great I say, logo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have to make sure I say that right. I literally called it two girls, one book one time, and I and I did. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. It's probably a lot cleaner too. But yeah, that's that's fantastic work too, man. And then of course, if you guys are on the community, you might have seen uh, uh, multiple instances of Steve fighting things. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's Rob too. So he is a genius, dude. Yeah, genius. Man. Yeah, seriously. Hey, bro, do you want to like uh, put your name out there, or where people can get a hold of you if they want to uh, get some work done? Uh, Am I putting you in a position where you're not taking on work right now, and I'm just making it no, difficult? Uh, no, I'm taking on work. Sure. Uh, yeah, you could just hit me up at uh, at Forest Graphics. Two R's. Forestgraphics at gmail dot com. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, check it out. If you guys need solid work, do it. Rob's the man. Oh, genius work is what I call it. So you're just always trying to outdo me, Steve. I'm That's all it was. It's I was, genius. It's it was a perfectly solid. fine compliment that I gave him, and you just want to make it. What I'm saying is that it's a genius job, is what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, sir. Like I've, I've, it's, it's so. It made, I was going to try to learn how to do Photoshop, and then I saw Fab Royce. So I was like, why would I try? Why would I try? <laughs> it's no point when I have. I could just email him. Skip it. I'm done. For real? Yeah. Like. I pretty much did everything for the podcast until I met Rob. And now it's like, well, why would I do that? Cause my shit looks like so amateur in comparison. And you know, we have to progress, Steve. We're a growing show. Also, We're a budding if, you, show. If, if you want someone to fight on behalf of WandaVision, this is the man. Oh, <laughs> see, well, not yet or no. I, okay. I, I got to, um, where, uh, someone gets spit out of the alternate reality and says, it's all her. Uh, and yeah. I was like, okay. I'm still not there yet. So what episode would that be? Like four? Five, maybe? Four? 
That seems a little. If, if it's four or five, you should you should be on board by now. Yeah, dude. It's either you're you're. Yeah, on that's board what I'm saying. I'm not. just like it's fine. It's not everyone is just going nuts, and I'm just like this is not one of my favorite Marvel things I've ever seen. It's no legend. I think it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, me so? too, man. Oh yeah, especially. Did you see last night's episode? No, I'm not even caught up that far. Either. Rob, have you seen it or today's yeah, episode? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it this morning. Jesus Christ, Steve! Freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm, come on, Steve. Get on board, dude. I'm trying, I can man. wake up and smell the coffee. It may be the thing that I'm just not there for. <laughs> but I, well, you, you, you got to continue it anyway because it's going to matter. It, when you, that's you know, the thing. I have to finish. I have to continue just so I'm in the loop. But I don't know how. I don't know if I'm going to be wolfing on it like everyone's wolfing on it. <laughs> Did you, you saw that there was another post credit scene, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Steve, you're gonna have like yeah, you're gonna have this like massive gap if you don't really like lock into this one. I think this is um I don't know. I mean like there's there's people out there that can talk a lot more MCU with than than um, I can. Yeah, but absolutely but to be fair, I think this is something that is a it's it's a jump off point for so much to come. And it's it's I don't know how Feige's gonna work it all out, but he doesn't do things on accident. I think this is all on purpose. No. And it's going to unfold, brother, and you got to be there for it. I believe this is just, I think this is the most cerebral they've done. Where it's just like, either you're on or you're off. And I'm like, wow, this is different from Marvel. I mean, they went a few, in my opinion, I will state, even if it ends up being a great show, they did too much with the old TV stuff. I think they went an ep too long. Well, you know what? I think this episode actually... Even though for me, like I'm already like, okay, I kind of know where this is going and why she's doing this uh, or why I'll say why the episodes are coming out this way, where it's going year to year or decade to decade. Uh, There's a lot that's explained in this one that kind of made me go, okay, well, now they've given us like they've wrapped it in a little bow for us for the people that don't really reach into it. Now you should understand completely. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was the only one that wanted a Martin decade. But someone on a bunch of people on Twitter made Martin and WandaVisions. And I was like, there we go. I'm not the only one that would have been like, oh, I'm in. How do you think, realistically, Steve, how do you think that would have gone if <laughs> if they would have done Martin? I don't think that would have gone very well. I bro. think it, if Rambo was in there, it would have gone fine. But what if Rambo wasn't in there? They, because, you still can do it. You can uh, still do the style where people that knew what they're doing would be like, oh, snap, they're doing it. If they would have killed it, it would have put, they would have been like, oh, fight, it's over. It's over. No one else can do it. would make anyone else trying to do something in the distant realm of it. No one could ever do it again because they did it so well. But if you mess up, woo-hoo. well, I tell you, if they, if, they went to, if they went the Martin route, it would have been better, definitely better than going the Cosby route. Oof. Listen, Oof. listen. <laughs> God, that's still something I got to get used to. And with this new. Uh, <laughs> With this new Woody Allen documentary, I think the crap's about to hit the fan like crazy. Oh, I'm not aware there's a Woody Allen. I would probably watch a Woody Allen documentary, but I'd never watch a Woody Allen film. Oh, no. There's a documentary coming out where they're unleashing they're unleashing the fire. Good. Un- I, I mean, we all knew, though. You don't marry, you don't date your stepdaughter, and you're just a normal person. Yes, never, not- never, never, said, never said it was normal. Oh, dude, that was a really good Woody Allen. Soon ye, she said. She's that's a, a really good she's, Woody she's Allen. A, a quote unquote hot piece of ass. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Woody's brain, bro. But you know, crazier hey, things hey, have happened. I guess. Hey, Daniel, are you still in that um oh, metalworking shop? 
Is this better? That's better. Yeah, that's that's some that's actually a, a pretty big improvement, bro. Hey man, that's my life. What's going on, dude? Um, decided to take a little short break. It's a very busy day. But uh, when I see the heroes are live, I try to patch in because I'm not patient. I like that. I like that, man. We're going to try and figure it out to like eventually. Maybe it's when I clean my room. We'll actually uh, go live video and we'll uh, we'll do it like on the website or if not the website, at least Facebook. We're trying to figure this all Make out. Make a green guys. screen. It's, we I legit. Th- we, were, we actually paused getting on to this live stream only because Dan, uh, Dan was looking for your song, Jay. That's true. <laughs> and I'm having some trouble. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but this is a perfect segue, Steve. You could not. He was like, where can I find Daniel's music? I was like, Bandcamp. I have questions, Daniel. Talk to me. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to. OK, I, I've already admitted that I don't really know how to drive stick today, so I, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to gain any more points on this episode. However, I feel like I'm about to be an idiot. How the hell do you say your um, the the uh, the the moniker you're going under for this new work that you just put out? It's just all letters. V X D E D X V. Okay, so VXDEDXV. That's me. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm super impressed with this new one, dude. Good God, man. Like, how much talent do you possess? Is it infinite? Are you almost done? I don't know, but you're fucking killing it on this, dude. I love this new stuff. Dude, what a, sh- a shocking question. That felt so good in my heart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, dude, you should be proud of yourself, dude. And it, and it seems like you have this ability to spit out work so quickly. Oh. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. No. How long have you been working on this? And can you, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? And we got you on, dude. And I, I actually would love if you would tell tell these people about this, where they can find you, yeah. uh, what you've been doing. Um, I'm on all the socials as at VXDEDXV. Um, this has been about six years in the making. Oh. So uh, On the Clock came out in 2015. I had an indie deal with a label called Hypergiant Records. Um, they weren't able to continue. So um, my hip hop stuff was kind of stagnant at about 15, 16 when they maybe 2017 when they disbanded, but Farouk was fully turned up. So I was still making songs, but not because I had to, just because I felt like it. And Farouk has been on a tear since 2017 when we started touring more regularly. We got a we got a deal. So we were having to put out music for them and being the front man. And the booker and the manager for Farouk and the, you know, working very closely with Glacier Recordings. My solo stuff just kind of took a backseat because I felt like I had a responsibility to my my dudes in Farouk, you know? Sure. Um, J.D. Garza happened. So I produced his work. That came out uh, relatively cl- quickly, like in perspective to when we started working together. Um, you know, it's like called again. It's a, in, is it into the wild? Into the woods? No. Yeah. Into the woods. Sorry. Yeah. So I co-produced and co-wrote that with him and mixed and mastered it with uh, Javi, our engineer, who is just brilliant and so easy to work with. And you know, there's this guy named Steve Hudson who never let me give up on stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I wanted his music out first because I'd been listening to his music on Dropbox, and I hate Dropbox, and I'm like, I need this. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know why you need Dropbox. So, uh, you know, we partnered with On Captain Recordings to get that going. You guys are on a label. You're both on a label. That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, just a little indie thing. But, you know, Javi, I like it, though. Javi, my engineer, uh, one of our good friends, Ernie, and my lady, Erin, 
all had been listening to these songs for the past six years and being like, what are you doing? Why aren't these out? And so, you know, um, luckily I listened to them and put them out because like this getting such great feedback, it's really kind of turning my world around. It's kind of tight because these songs were very difficult to put out. They're very personal. Some of them. And yeah, lyrically, dude, I'm really, uh, impressed lyrically with what you're talking about. Like, it's not something where there's sometimes I'll listen to music and I'll just kind of let the, even like the, the main vocals just almost like blend in together with the background and it's just all one entity, but with you, and I know that's how it's meant to be. Of course, I've just, I find myself listening, not that the beats aren't great or anything like that, but I find myself really like listening to what you're saying. And, and, uh, it's deep dude. Like, I mean, you have a real way with words. I appreciate that. Now do you, Hey, do you write your lyrics down, bro? Um, some of them. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sometimes, and that's with Farouk too. Sometimes I'll just think it up, arrange it in my head, and then perform it. I, I normally go verse by verse, and I never. I it's, for me, I don't write it down. You're like, okay, what goes with this? And then you just do the next line. Yeah. Some people write the whole thing and could just do the whole thing. I'm like, man, that's that's difficult for me. Because by the time I'm done, I feel a different way and want to rewrite everything. Yeah. I've done it a bunch of different ways. Sometimes it's a voice memo. Uh, I'll write whole verses or whole songs while driving in my head and then just voice memo the whole thing. Killing, dude. Do you ever, you ever complain to Javi about, hey, my headphones is too low? Um, well, we actually kept in a lot of the shit I complained to Javi <laughs> about in, in the records. <laughs> you guys. Dan, you need to go visit Daniel's studio one day. Sorry, I was actually trying to pull something up here for reference, but uh, yeah, well, I would love to, man. But I just don't like show up on people's people's porches. Like, hey, what's up? I you know, uninvited. You know, of course. That's true. And that you wasn't that wasn't like a a subtle hint or anything. I'm just saying, like, when the time, <laughs> no, you know, when the time comes, I'll be there. But hey, I wanted to talk about something, Daniel, real quick. Is it me, or did you like like low key put in the uh, the lyrics to owning it on this one? On part two, on the yeah, yeah on owned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's completely a reimagining of the song. But it's is it's it's not the whole thing, right? It's just that the first lyric. Um, no, it's it's basically a a second version of the song where I'm showing the vulnerability, like owned it, or uh, sorry, owning it from Farouk was yeah. about my anger and my fight, and owned it with VXDEDXV is like a personal me taking accountability for my feelings and being vulnerable. That's why I'm singing, which I don't do, you know? Right. And it's, right, right, it's right. basically a, an abridged version lyrically of, uh, the Farouk song. And I got that instrumental from my buddy, Arthur Bueno, who did all the guitars on my previous album on the clock. And I was thinking about what to do with it. And I felt like singing and I'm like, well, I don't have any words in my head to sing right now. So I just started singing Farouk lyrics. And that just fit, it fit perfectly the first time I did it. And so I just kept reworking it. I showed it to Javi. Javi was into it. So like, if I can get, like, if Javi digs it, then that's like all I need in life. So that's how it went. And then I showed it to Erin. She cried. And now it's a thing. But no, it's completely all the Farouk lyrics just kind of rearranged. So how happy are you with the release, man? Are you proud? Like, like, when was the moment where you went, you know what? I'm done. This is it. Uh, <laughs> before it got to Javi, I think I sent the I'm done versions to Steve, but it wasn't like, yes, I'm done. It was like, you know what? I'm done. Like it was a different kind of connotation on it. 
and uh, dude, I hadn't been working on it for six years. I've been working on it for maybe two or three years. The songs existed, but weren't getting any work done on them. They're just living in your brain, rent free. Uh, well, in my Google Drive, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, Steve has probably gotten ten versions of certain songs. And I yeah. told him that owning it was my favorite song. I said, this is the one. It's over. Next question. That was it. <laughs> I texted him immediately. He was like, well, this is the one. This is it. And I didn't know it was a reimagining until he sent me the original. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. It's like, like a, this it's like, is the one. It's like a three-part saga. I had a song on Farouk's first album called Owned. The Farouk song on Heat was called Owning It. And then this one's the final and it's called owned it. And it's like, yo, I'm here. It's such a, dude, it's such a dope song. You're, that's the one that's for me. It's the one. So no more rapping. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying that now you have to go, you know, you have to go above and beyond now, man. This is like your, uh, this is like your, your thriller. You know, I don't don't appreciate you pushing me to be better because like, I can't taste my own medicine. I don't like it. You got to keep going, man. Yeah. You got to put out, you got to put out better. Well, you know what? You got to put out stuff that, you know, hopefully improves on whatever you've done in the past. That's all you can do. Well, if I'm that's working you with do. you and JD and Javi, that's, that's going to be easy. Um, but to answer your question, Dan, my bad. Uh, I think what was really it is I took the songs to Javi because he gave me some feedback on my final mixes and masters. And I was like, dude, I agree with you on all these things, but I don't have the muscle to get this done. Like I don't like it's up over my head and that's not over hobby's head. So he, we hung out the day before the day it got submitted. He fixed it all. We hit the button on it. We submitted it that Sunday when you got news of it. And it was that moment where I was like, all right, it's done. And I hit the ground running. I started sharing it with people. Getting your feedback was gigantic. Steve's feedback is always crucial to me because he's like my Miyagi. And, uh, you know, it was, did you is it on iTunes? And yeah, that's Bandcamp? that's my question. Like, is it is it is it actually out or were we privileged to get it? Because I wanted to play it, but I'm having trouble finding it at the moment. And I'm sure sometimes it takes time to get these things up and running. So no, it's on your what? Google Drive. I, I sent it to a few select people before it came out. OK, and, and just so you're aware, just so you're I didn't mean to cut you off, but just so you're aware, I actually tried to access Google Drive right now and it said it wasn't there. That could be on my end, but I'm just letting you know. I wonder what version I gave you. <laughs> eh, no worries it's okay but but, yeah. but but here's the deal like it's it's out right to where people can now purchase or so it actually hits all of the streaming sites on march 1st march 1st all monday. right so monday i was requested that i put it on Bandcamp by another old friend of mine so i did it and march and Bandcamp gives us the ability to preview tracks so all right I'll... oh that's why you use Bandcamp. yes that makes sense. I've had a band well, camp for years. I just didn't use it. And so okay. I, some, I have a few people who I guess have stuck by me since my old stuff, like my original music. And they were like, is it going to be on band camp? And I was like, what's a band camp? I had to reset my password and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's okay. So then I'm, I'm accurate in saying that it's not out yet, but I have a request for you. Talk to me. I would love to play a song at the end of this episode. Uh, I obviously could ask you this off mic, but would you mind sending me the song that we were talking about that features one S.E. Hudson? Yeah, I actually just resent you the whole drive. I just heard it right now. Okay, cool. So I will be putting a song at the end of this podcast 
So you can hear uh, VXDEDXV in all of its glory. And then you can just go out on Monday and buy that shit on your, on your uh, streaming platform of, of choice. Is it going to be a... Uh, do they still make CDs? Um, I Steve, w- do you like CDs? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Daniel, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't think CDs happen until their shows, like until we could perform. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All oh, right, you sorry. can do LPs too. Ooh, now that would be dope. Look at this. Because I'm in the process of uh, looking for a turntable, and I would love to have that in my. You too, though, could do vinyl, Steve. Totally. Totally. I think we'd have to re. Uh, I, I have a feel. I, I, I think if. Here's the tough thing about vinyl. I don't know if Daniel nope. will be okay with the sound of the vinyl. Like, he would have to be like, well, now I got to redo all the mixing and mastering for vinyl now. I'm like, okay. All right. That's when we call in, we tag in Javi. He's he's the real brain. You wouldn't want to just put this master on vinyl? What was that? You wouldn't want to just put the master on vinyl? You would want to be like, nope, we got to redo it to put it on vinyl. I mean, I, I'd want to kind of see what they what they need because, you know, those services, they require the data to, to be certain ways and they require levels oh. to be certain ways. So, like, I'd want to see kind of what their specs are to make sure that we're in tune with that, pun intended. Well, the thing is, Farouk should have been on vinyl. Though your your album covers and crap, that should yeah. be a vinyl album. You're bugging. <laughs> and if you can do like the double thing where you open it up, it's got like the little centerfold in oh, the middle. Oh, come of that. on. I mean, not of you, Daniel. No, no offense. I'm just saying like something yeah. evil, fiery would be kind of dope. Well, you know, those things, those things were costly. And it was discussed when we got with Glacier, like if we wanted vinyl and I still kicking myself, but I said no, um, because we are a traveling band in california who mostly tours during the summer and carrying vinyl was something that we didn't have the bandwidth uh, for i'm with you i'm with you you know what i mean so it was just i'm totally with you. there's certain moments where you have to you know worry about the the financials and the the logistics over the dopeness of having a vinyl in your hand all right well be- before we uh never too late for stuff like that though yeah before we let you go i got i got a quick uh lightning round for you oh Real quick, I want to know, okay, number one, favorite artist of all time. Timbo. Oh, snap. I did not expect that. I did not expect that. I knew I was so far away from what you were going to say. Timbo, huh? It's either Timbo or Pharrell. We just talked about him, didn't we? Because you need to rebuy that CD, by the way. (laughs) Okay, I have to get it imported. (laughs) Dude, dude, dude. That freaking album. Anyway, um, uh, favorite music video of all time? Um, Super Duper Fly, Miss, Missy Elliott. That's a solid freaking answer, dude. That really is. That is a solid freaking answer, dude. Change the game. Uh, it changed the freaking game. Um, favorite song of all time? Ooh. Uh, of all time. Shit. Uh, maybe Perseverance by Hatebreed. Dan, are you are you uh, familiar with Hatebreed? I'm a, a familiar with Jasta and Crew. Yes. Damn, I've I've seen Hatebreed before. Or Dreaming in Dog Years by the Red Cord. Ooh, there's so many. Don't do this to me. Uh, yeah, I could. I'm impressed that you were able to pull something up so quickly. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'll have to get back to you on all three of these. I'm just thinking okay. of, of something that I've listened to like for my entire like for most of my life that's really helped me. And it's those things. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Favorite concert you've ever been to? 
uh, Ray Charles at the Fresno Fair. You saw Ray Charles? Yep, cried my eyes out. I was 17. Jesus, dude. I'm learning a lot about Daniel today. All right, favorite movie of all time? Um, crap. Uh, the, the old drunken master with Jackie Chan, but it, it's the dubbed version before the English version that came out like later in the early 2000s. This was like in the 80s. I think it's called Legend of the Drunken Master, but I, yeah, I had it on VHS. I bought it from Long's Drugs. Oh my Long's God. Long's Drugs. Drugs. Throwback. <laughs> we'll be talking about Zodis pretty soon. Uh-oh. Woolworths. Woolworths. <laughs> what about Alpha Beta? Alpha Beta. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you about Alpha Beta real quick, because you know when that was when we were kids, right? Yes. Do you remember their awesome shopping carts? No. They had the best shopping carts because when you're when you're like a little G, you could get at the into the bottom of it and oh, sit there while mom and dad pushes you around. Yeah, it was dope. I used to Alpha, love Beta. Alpha Beta. Shout out to Alpha Beta. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, Alpha Beta. Do they still have Savons? I don't think so. You remember Savon? I do. Okay. More familiar with Favon, but yes, I do remember. Oh, nicely done. I like what you did there. All right, uh, Daniel, favorite saying? Like a quote that you're like, this is, a, this is a quote that I remember, and I say it often. Yo, this lightning round is difficult. <laughs> That's a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm being loud. Gail's like, she just texted me, and she's like, I loved Alpha Beta shopping carts. I'm like, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we got to go back to that. I'm going to do a whole episode on Alpha Beta shopping carts. Alpha carts. Alpha carts. Daniel, I wish you nothing but the best of success with this EP, Drew. I just, I, I'm really happy for you. Thank you for allowing me to be one of the uh, privileged few to listen to it first. And um, just know that we're going to put a song on at the end of this here. And then, of course, you know, community is going to back you. You know this. Absolutely. Man, I feel the love. It's, it's crazy. I really do. Absolutely. And also, don't, you, don't log off. We're just muting you, but stay on. Oh, yeah. I'll be listening. All right, man. Yeah, you're more than welcome to, man. Yeah, cool. All right. Thank you much. Yeah, I'll be off now. Well, I'll be listening, but yeah, it's time to get back to work. All right, brother. Cheers. Much love, man. Peace. All right, Hudson. I should give you a lightning round, Dan. Is it going to be those questions? No. I'm going to have a new question. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah, of course. Okay. First poster you ever bought. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Okay. All right. You ready? Uh, oh, boy. You remember, uh, was it the fall guy? Remember Heather Thomas? No, Heather. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go even more old school than that. My first poster that I ever bought oh, that I can remember, like, yeah. you know, something that I actually, like, I didn't ask my mom for. Like, I made the effort to go and get said poster. God, I'm old. Suzanne Summers in a bikini. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Three's company? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She, dude, but she was a fox. She was. She was a stone cold And this fox. was pre her going crazy. Did she go crazy or did she just get older and, and just the older people say stupid shit? Like, I think I'm proving No, I think, she, I think she went a little while. If I'm not mistaken, she got really conservative. Oh, okay. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That happens sometimes. Now, when you look back, do you think, which one, when you look back now, because at the time, I used to think Suzanne was prettier. But when you go back, I would love to see who you think is prettier now. Janet versus uh, Chrissy? Yes. Looking back now, I think as an older person, I think uh, Janet. If I was Jack Tripper, I would probably have been drawn to Chrissy first 
However, I think Janet would have won me over. Dude, Janet was, she looked, you look back at like, wow, she was a fit ox. Yeah, she was dirty. You could tell. Now, I, mine, and also one of the best lead character names, Jack Tripper. How good is that name? But his sidekick, Larry, was the best. He was Jack. Fantastic. He would just like run in, Jack, Jack, I got two twins. They're Russian twins. We're going to meet him down at the Regal Beagle. He was always lining it up. He was an awesome wingman. And he, with his you know, long, with his, with his open shirts. Yeah, he helped Jack get a lot of stank on his down low. And that's Here's a good, the thing. You know, that's I'm a good wondering, thing. do you think soldier. Larry, did you think Larry had a big deal? It uh, was a huge <laughs> Had a what? <laughs> Does Larry have a big what? Deal. I was going to say, was he a big <sighs> influence on Kramer? On Kramer? You know, How maybe. They, because I don't really recall there being that that character that exactly. would just like rush into a room with like, yes. hey, this is my revelation for today or whatever. Yeah. So, I, yeah, probably. Probably. Three's Company I'm, is a very influential show. And if you guys are, there's a lot of youngsters out there, but I think it's on, if you have Roku, I think. Oh, Jesus, really? I think you can watch like all of the Three's Company. Maybe even, now I might be putting, I might be making a falsity here, but I think <laughs> it might be on like CBS. All that. I don't know, but it's out there and check it out. It's good. It's really, really groovy. And I, yeah. I want a, a Regal Beagle shirt. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I need one of those. All right, next question. Yeah, Most yeah. embarrassing moment. I forgot moment we of were in the middle of a, of a quiz. Most embarrassing moment you've ever had. Oh, gee. I've probably already talked about it. Um, no, you have not. Yes, no, I think Not I ever. Yeah, probably ever. Um, let's see. Do you want humorous or like that's kind of pathetic? No, like as in it's sad. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to disclose everything. Um. I'm not saying like, oh, I, you know, I can tell you that even though it was something where I did nothing wrong, it was just a kind of like a victim of circumstance being (laughs) walked. No, like when you get like laid off, because I got laid off with like 100 other people in a hospital one time. And that is kind of embarrassing only because you're walking by your peers. And for some reason, this boss that's always been good good with you is like, "Uh, don't talk to him. We have to you have to shuffle him out, clean out his locker. That was pretty embarrassing. But that's just a kind of a, you know, that's a circumstance. That's that's boring, right? Normally. Yeah, I'm not boring. It is. It's no, it sad. Is. It's sad. It's boring. Right. But the one that I think that, let's see. Okay. So I was probably tw- 19, 20 years old. And I used to be, a, I think I've told this story before. Did I really do? But um, I know I've told other people. So I was a courier for this place that I used to work at, this radiology place. And I, my job was to deliver, to deliver films and reports to doctor's offices, right? Uh-huh. So there was this uh, second floor doctor's office. And uh, so I had to take the stairs. So I go up there and I deliver everything and I'm, I'm coming down. Remember, I'm like 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. There's this whole subculture of like uh, medical reps that, you know, they're selling you products. They're selling doctors oh, yeah, products. Yes, and like yes. Well, one common thing with them most of the time is that they tend to be like aesthetically pleasing because it helps. Unfortunately, it's kind of a fucked up world, but that tends to help them get business from what I've understood. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm as I'm walking down the stairs, I see three med reps down there. Uh, you know, we're talking like five, ten, just beautiful women standing there mm-hmm. talking. They all know each other. Of course they do. Right. And uh, so young Dan, who was not cool at all, was wearing like probably some. Let me see. Let me paint the picture up a little bit. Maybe I had on some sketchers. You know, some like, 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 ain't nothing wrong with sketchers. No, no, no. But you know, when you wear them sketchers that are like the dress shoe sketchers, uh-huh. you know, so I had those on and then, by the way, very slippery. And so I'm foreshadowing. And then, um, I had on some, some, <laughs> some Levi's dockers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and remember the story, since we're talking about old stores, remember Mervyn's? 
I do. I was probably that wearing was, like that was fairly recent. Yeah, no, it's it's in the past, but yeah, I don't think they exist anymore. But uh, I was probably wearing a matching doc. I had no game when I because I went from being like stoner kid with long hair and just metal shirts to having to buy something to work and 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 look presentable. Did so you like, still have that mullet or no? Gee, speaking of the mullet, like the first the first uh, wave of short hair was bad because. I mean, not literally, but basically they just cut the long hair and left all the poof. Yeah. And I had, and I had like poofy hair. Like I didn't have like, it was curly. It wasn't like, yeah. um, you know, su- like super, uh, anyway, I had, I had like poofy hair. So okay. let's throw that into the mix too. So now I've got like this poof mushroom head looking <laughs> thing, right? I probably have a couple of zits going on something like that, but here's the deal. This is the thing. And, and I, I've said this before and I know it kind of sounds like. Oh, he's just making it trying to sound like a movie. But this literally happened. So I'm walking down the stairs. I see these three attractive women and I'm like, OK, well, they're going to be looking at me because look at how, you know, look how I roll. This yeah, is absolutely. not the case. Yeah, of course, naturally. Right. Let me look at this guy. So I'm walking down the stairs and I, I, uh, I, I, my footing gets messed up. So oh. I, I pull an aunt bunny down like a down the stairs, like probably, probably. And I'm not exaggerating, but you know how, like when you think about things in the past, maybe they were a little bit, uh. Yes. grander in your head but yes. i would literally say at least 10 steps at least jesus dude just do, 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 do. so check this out so while i'm falling i had just bought this pair of uh ray-bans right and uh, they had the <laughs> they had like the polarized lenses the glass lenses of in them you did of course yeah. i did these things fall off of my head and and as if it's poetry dude like poetic justice <laughs> to my dumb ass you know thinking these people were even looking at me these glasses fall off my head as i'm falling down i see them just land like right in front of these girls not like oh, at, right at dude. their feet but like within like you know 2 3 feet in front of them yeah. of course they saw the whole thing happen the glasses land and then i just i hear like one of the uh, lenses go clink and like fall out and uh i was so embarrassed i just left the glasses and i just walked <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. I've never heard that story. Oh, God, dude. It was really, really that bad. That is brutal. It dude. makes me wonder if that's why, like, I have back problems sometimes. Because that year, I was just, I was in, like, this really bad accident for work. Dude, uh, falling downstairs will definitely be a thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did a lot of lumbar injury uh, in the 19 and 20 years of my life. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you say you you fell down, you know, what's, you know what's weird, dude? What's that? I've heard people say flights instead of steps. They'll be like, I fell down 10 flights of stairs. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you did not do that. You might have fall, fallen down. Did I say flight of stairs? No, you did not. No, oh. but I've heard people. It's a common thing. But yeah, if you fall down 10 stairs, Jay, yeah. that is going to mess up your back. Even though your adrenaline and your embarrassment yeah, is see, running high, so you just get up. Bingo, G. And that's what it was. I was able just to get up through adrenaline and get to the car. But Dude. then, you know, when you get in the car and you're like, I'm so stupid. I'm Fucking oh, asshole! You, you replay those moments. <laughs> I was, you're like, I was oh Philip Seymour God. Hoffman in Boogie Nights. So stupid, dude. Stupid. That is that's a great story, actually. Yeah, that's a true story. No, no embellishment whatsoever. What do you got next? Now, man? by the, the way, last, uh, what, do we have time to do this? What we were going to do? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Please proceed. The last question I have for you mm. is going to be a thinker for you. I know this. Okay. The I would say. Well, what's the easy way to say this question? Biggest fall off of your life, as in a group. Or band or singer that you loved the most that fell off the hardest and you hated them. Mm. As in you can't stand them anymore, but you loved them the most at one point. What was the biggest fall off of your of your life? Wow. Uh that's a good question, dude. Um I won't be generic and say Metallica. 
I I was smell. I knew you nah, weren't going to say they, them because you, know you still Just, like them. You still I can't, like them. I can't say they've fallen off, dude. They're super successful. They're a massive band, and I have to give them that respect. You know what I mean? So they whether or not I care a, for their music yes, anymore, exactly. it, it, it doesn't really matter. They have not fallen off. In fact, they're bigger than they ever were. They're actually okay. legends, dude. Yeah, they're a legendary yeah, they're rock a legend. band for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, hmm. Okay, I got it. It's it's kind of a boring one, but I used to be like we're talking uh, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. I was into Dave Matthews Band, like his first three albums. You and, hate him uh, now? I wouldn't say I hate him, but they did this album called I think it's called Bef- Before These Crowded Streets, Through These Crowded Streets, something like that. That's it. the it, one I heard of. Yeah, and I love that album. I think it's great. But uh, and it kind of went like they had like a little. They went. I don't want to say harder. But their music was a little more aggressive on that one, a couple of songs. And I just really thought they were going in a good direction. I'd seen them several times. And I'm not a big jam band guy, but I really appreciated the Dave Matthews Band when I saw the music that I wanted to hear. Okay, And then they put out an album called Every Day. And they, they just completely flipped their sound. And it just I remember uh, every day. Yeah. That song was like a single every day. Yeah. And I hated it. And it's just a <laughs> and then I went to the concert. And and it was like they just said, Hey, you know all those songs that we like they still play a few hits, but they're like, you know, all the stuff that you loved coming for. Now nah, we're just gonna replace it with all this new stuff. This all this new material that oh, we have. Oh, dude. And on top of brutal. that, if you're not, you know. If you're in a bad mood now because we've done this, let's just go ahead and throw in the Black Eyed Peas open up for us. Oh, no. Where Fergie's mic is too loud. And it just, uh, I don't know. Oh, no. That was a moment where I was sitting there at AT AT&T. It was AT&T Park at the time in San Francisco. And uh, it was just like, you know what? they could fill AT&T Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I think they still could. I don't know how, but they still can. People love them still. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just honestly, like from that moment on, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I tried about their next album and it, it, it was just terrible. It's just, it's oh, just that's a bummer, dude. But that people is, that are strongly, but people will strongly disagree with me as a thing, Steve. But for me, since you're asking, yeah, I would say Dave Matthews fell off the hardest for me. And you know what? That's a, cause I remember you wolfing about, you're like, there was once where uh, John Mayer opened for him and you're like, it was a good concert, right? Did I say, did I, I don't, did I, I don't you think said I saw, you saw John Mayer. I've seen John Mayer, but I've never seen John Mayer open up for, uh, for. Dave oh, Matthews maybe it's just, you saw John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know he opened for, at one point he was opening for, you had to have gone to that concert tour. Yeah. But you know, there's like different legs of the tour. That's true. That, he was an I unknown. think when I saw them, the roots opened up. Oh, that's a great opening band. So I'm like, yeah, well, one of the times I saw them, I should say, but yeah, that's they, a fant- I'm shocked that that crowd would rock with the roots though. Oh, well, it's the roots, though. And then it's also the roots of, like, the late 90s. Oh, with uh, the... Um, with Rozelle. Oh, yeah, dude. So the, And also, it's the perfect crowd for that sort of thing. there Because I can only name five jam bands. I, four. I would say Fish. Mm-hmm. Ben Folds Five. Jam band? Yeah! I'm, I'm not going to argue that one, but I'd have to research a little bit. Uh, Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. And the Grateful Dead. Sure. That's Anything it. Else? Uh, That's well, all I got. Yeah, but then they have like uh, the the remnants of the Grateful Dead, which is like Bob Weir. I've and uh, I don't know. I've never been a Grateful Dead fan. I honestly, I could name maybe three songs and they're all the ones you hear on the radio. And I'm just like, eh, that's cool. I, don't I think jam bands are dead. I went to a dead concert one time, but I never. Did went you in. really? Well, I never went inside. <laughs> I went to oh. the parking lot. It was a very, very uh, fulfilling experience. There's a documentary that I'm going to watch on them. It's like a, but it's a season of a doc, like seven episodes. 
because I don't understand the love that this group gets. I remember when I was growing up, the only song I knew from them was because it was a cool video, a touch of gray. Yeah. That's, that's one the, of those oh, songs. And I think it. those are the songs where like, no, that's, that's not good. Grateful dead. And oh. I would be like, okay, cool. I, I get that. It's like commercial. It. I like it. It was one of the things that it was in the same time where I got like, Oh, look at this beetle. He has a song I love called when we was fab. That's what that's I never heard of really. I never listened to the Beatles. And then I heard George Harrison's When We Was Fab. And I was like, oh, he's a talented guy. And still never listened to the Beatles. But I like that song. And people are like, well, that's not a real George Harris. And I get now that I'm into him why they would have said that then. But I loved When We Was Fab. Now gotta, it's sad. It makes me tear up. Because I gotta be honest with you. I've probably heard the song, but I can't I couldn't pull it out of just my uh oh, it's pull sad. it out of my ass. I would have to go, oh, you'd that love it. One. You'd love it. You don't tell me what I would love and what I wouldn't, Steve. It came out around the same time as I got my mind set on you. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like that song. <laughs> I don't like that song at all. <laughs> okay, which, one, which song do you hate worse? That one or... Um, it's going to take that? money. Yeah. A whole lot of spending money. No. What was it's going to take uh, a fuckload of money. I don't like that song. What was that Roy Orbison song that was hot in the 80s? Anything you want. Yeah. You got it. Which one do you hate worse? Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with George Harrison's. What? Yeah. Well, because, you know, like Roy Orbison did it and it was just like, okay, well, you're just doing Roy Orbison. So that's fine. But I just, I got my mindset. With all the, with all the animals like doing it at the same time in that cabin, that was real cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm glad you liked it. We can it. get into the review if you want. You well, want to? Yeah. Hey, real quick before we, I have to tell you about a movie that I watched this week. And uh, it was an A24 screening that I finally got to see. It's been playing for I don't know, most of the, I think like half of February now. And I oh, finally got yeah. to see it. And I don't even have notes on it right here. I should probably pull this shit up real quick. So the movie that I'm talking about is uh, an A24 release. And it is called Minari. Directed by Lee Isaac Chung, written by Lee Isaac Chung. This stars Steven Yeun, Yeri Han, Alan S. Kim. You know who Alan S. Kim is? He's like a character actor. Alan no, 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 no. I'm sorry. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm actually not talking about him at all. I'm talking about Daryl Cox. How did you even mix up those two names? I, no, I'm I'm looking at the list right now, and I, you know how oh, like okay. you know how like when you're looking. I, I, I'm not going to front, dude. I'm totally looking on IMDb right no, now. No, I get it, but it was just like his name's either Michael Jackson. Or Minari It's Johansson. either Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close. I know. I know. And it was funny is I'm even, I'm still off, but this is the actual person that I'm talking about. Do you know who Will Patton is? Jeez, he is a, I know. Shut up. Stop. About to tell, about to like, <laughs> we're getting off the phone right now. If you didn't know who Will Patton was. <laughs> He is a character actor, right? Most of the time, he's like a character actor. We've seen he's had some some bigger parts like in Armageddon and stuff like that. But for the most part, he, these days, he tends to be more like a Absolutely. character actor. Uh, he's fantastic in this man. He I, he plays this uh, kind of like a religious guy, this uber religious guy that helps out Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon is um, a father of this Korean family that are from California, and they move to I believe it is Arkansas to start a new life where he wants to uh, have a Korean farm. He feels like there's going to be a market for that. Korean people want good Korean products. And he's really like gung ho about this. But his wife, played by Yari Han, her name's Monica in this. She's really not having it. She was used to living in California. You know that story. You know that old chestnut, Steve. I'm, I'm from the city. Why am I going to go live out in the, you know, BFE and grow vegetation? So she's really not on board with it. And then, of course, they have their two kids. And this little 
dude, this little kid, man, uh, his name, what the hell is this kid's name? He is going to be a freaking star. I'm looking at him now. He's like he's, he's a, just an adorable little kid. And I think that there's going to be a, a future for him. But anyway, so they're, they're, they're in Arkansas and they're trying to make it and they're having like these family struggles and whatnot. But then the mother-in-law of um, Stephen Yoon, Jacob, she comes to live with them from Korea and the kid is just like completely fucking grossed out by grandma. She's like old school, old country. And he's, this kid is just not having it. Mm-hmm. So this story has to do with like her integration into the family and what she brings to the family. You know, it's, it's a very family oriented thing, but uh, Minari comes in and I don't really think this is a spoiler, but Minari, I guess is some type of an herb or a, some type of a vegetation. And she brings this with her and she plants it. And that's that it becomes a part of the story. Uh, I'm not going to give you guys any spoilers. This movie isn't even out like mainstream yet, so you, you can't even stream it. But um, it's wonderful. I'm just going to tell you that it's a very, very heartfelt movie. It's got a lot of ups and downs in it. And it's one of those movies where I, I don't always need a happy ending. And I'm not saying that this is a sad ending, but it's 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 like a bittersweet type of thing that happens with this. Um, I'm just going to tell you guys without really getting into it that I, I absolutely love this movie. I will give it a very strong four out of five uh what will I give this one? I'm going to go ahead and give it four, four out of five shots of pee, and I'll leave it at that. Did you cry? No, not a crying movie for me. Okay. It wasn't a crying movie, but it was, it was just a, something that Gail and I were watching, and we found ourselves being into it way more than we thought we would. I didn't by any chance think it was going to be a bad movie, which is why I, you know, I try not to like just purposely watch bad movies or things I think no, are absolutely no, going to no, suck. No, no. But I didn't really expect it to be as... as uh, it's just heartwarming. It's just a really heartwarming movie. And uh, I recommend everyone watch this one when it comes out. I'm so that's Minari, A24, starring Stephen Yeun. Now, Sorry about you, my, uh, my IMDb mix up there, but I'm just being real with you folks. Now, you would say that this movie's not as good as the Justin Timberlake movie. No, I don't know if I'd say that, but I would definitely say that the, that, uh, the Justin Timberlake movie, Palmer, that one just like broke my tear ducts, bro. I don't know why. I think you gave that one a 4.5. I did. I gave it a very high rating and I stand by that. It was yes. really good. Okay. And and talk about like great acting kids. That kid was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to watch this. I'll pay the 20 bucks, G. I'll just borrow it from you and pay it. You know what? If I could figure out a way, I wanted to, you know, because it would be good if we could like talk about this. I wanted to figure out a way to do that. But without you coming over, it just wasn't going to happen. Well, it's weird because I went on HBO Max and there was a, there was like a button that said, would you like to watch this with buddies? I think that uh, it would be great for like Justice League. Oh, dude. Do you uh, you are not ready about the hellfire I'm going to be spitting on that movie, dude? It I, is going to be trash, trash. I, listen, I've never been impressed, so I'm not. But I liked the first. You did not. <laughs> it was fine. No, actually, it wasn't even fine. It was subpar. Yeah, you did not like. But here's what I will say: I am very excited for Tanahasi Coates' uh, run. With he's writing the next Superman movie. Yeah, that's with new- JJ. Come Great on, news. dude. Okay. Now he's producing. He's not directing, right? Ah, uh, yeah, he's producing. So okay, I, I'm still on board. And even if he was directing, I'd be like, okay, this first one's gonna be great. That's <laughs> but true, dude. That second, if it's, he, a, it's if it becomes oof. a Superman trilogy and it's it's uh, backed We're a bunch by of JJ. lens flares, he loves those lens flares, man. <sighs> nah, fuck a lens flare. At, at some point, it's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it in in Star Trek until someone like brought up how many times it happens then when I watched the movie again I was like oh yeah that is the thing if it's something where you're not it's not on your radar and you're just like oh you, you won't even yeah. really pay attention to it you'd be like that movie was kind of stylish I think but when someone points Dude. out it's like when someone points out an annoying thing that someone like you know like someone you talk to every day and uh, they point out like a, a weird thing they say and they say it all the time and now you're just locked in and every time they say it, you're like Ugh. 
you know? drives me bonkers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his lens flare. But I will, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious as to if Henry Cavill's going to still be in. Because he's ready. He wants to suit up, dude. I think it's a huge mistake if they don't keep Cavill. Dude, he's getting, but it says reboot. I know. I know. But and Zach might have his, he might have his tendrils all through okay, let's Cavill's play the game. contract. Yeah. Let's play the game. Who would be a great mm-hmm. Superman? Ooh, I love that you asked me that. You're going to um, say Taylor Kitsch, aren't you? I will not. Um, I was going to. It's funny because I told Kevin McKnight. I was like, uh, uh, by the way, hey, we man. want Kevin on the show for the Justice League review. Oh, dude, it's for sure. We're, we're going back on Twitter like daily. And I was like, hey, man, what about Michael B. Jordan? He said, you think in America, after hearing about slavery, a black Superman will be on the side of America? I was like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> he said, there's no way you could write it that would be legit. He would not be like, I'm going to save this. He'd be like, man, I'm blazing everybody in this. You know, he'd be going, I said, you know, you're right. He's like, you want truth? You want justice? (laughs) Let me tell you about truth and justice. (laughs) He said, it wouldn't be real. You would would be watching it being like, really? So true, Michael B's out. Black Superman's out. I would say, um, okay, no Taylor Kitsch. But I would say that you're going to have to get a newcomer that we have nothing to refer him to. There's nothing we'll be like, oh, such and such is Superman. Nope. Someone that you're like, I've never seen them. All I see in them is Superman. That's it. They're Superman now. That's who you have to get. To be honest with you, that was Cavill for me. I really wasn't he, familiar with him until Superman. He's fantastic. Well, like, look I, at I, this dude. This dude's a specimen. He looks like Superman. He looks like great. Yeah. And so I think that they are going to make a huge mistake. Like if they replace Cavill, they either just have to come with the best choice whatsoever because anything below that is going to be a knock. It's just not going to work. Uh, I'll give you an example. I don't know if you agree with me or if other people are going to agree with me, but uh, have you seen the Superman on CW? Yes. What the fuck? I think he's a, I think he's dope. He sucks. I think I think a matter of fact, I think he's closer to what Superman is. He weighs like a buck 25, Steve. I know, but that th- that's what makes him super. Like he does not look <laughs> like he should be. Cuz technically if you just have more if all the difference is the gravity on a on a planet, that doesn't make you stronger. As a matter of fact, it'll make you weaker cuz you don't have to use muscle to do anything. It's just easier to do it for you. So technically that's what Superman would look like. Whatever. I think you're reaching. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say that you need you need someone that's not you. You have to go a certain way, but he can't be overly like Aryan. (laughs) You have to at this point be like, okay, okay. well, here's what if they just made. Let's just say they got someone that looked close to Cavill or. In the vein of like a Christopher Reeve or something like that. In other words, still a white dude. Is that a problem? No, no, no. I'm saying like he could like Cavill is a great Superman. But here's the thing. Like someone said, there's a billion Superman. We just don't look for them unless you have a friend of a friend of a friend. They're like, if you just have open calls and just like, let's free our minds from what he has to be a superstar. Let's just say, oh, have you ever acted before? If not, so what? Come in. You will run into a lot of people. That you're like, wow, he'd make a fantastic, a fantastic Superman. Yeah. He'd be great. There's a lot of stunning looking people out there, but they're going to have to bring it with them. They, Superman has to be charismatic. They, he, they have to get back to, I don't say they have to copy it, but they have to get back 
to like a closer to like uh, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, like a Sorry, pe- that was really hard to say for some reason. But you know what I'm saying? Like absolutely, I think that Christopher Reeve actually embodied what Superman really stood for. Absolutely, least, and like we've said many times, that's my Superman. That's our. But also a big deal why Christopher Reeve was so good is because he was kind of not a superstar before that. He walked into the role and just did what he could, and right. it translated. We need someone like if a buddy, but like, hey, you're a janitor at the local place, and someone walks in and is like, dude, you should totally go to this open call. He would be great. Or he's like, hey, this guy cleaning windows, you look amazing. You should totally go to that open call. Someone that doesn't doesn't believe that they belong there will translate that onto screen and be like, what am I doing here? They're like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to feel like. Whereas at this point, it's hard to fake that. It's hard to fake a, I don't belong here, even though I've been in multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, these lines of films. It's hard to fake a, I don't belong here. You need a newcomer so that the, I don't belong here is genuine. The imposter syndrome is genuine. Where it's like, I'm just doing my best. Because that's what Superman is. I'm just doing my best. I don't think that there are enough good Superman movies. So, oh no! So like, and I'll even go with the original Superman, like uh, three and four. I'm sorry. I'm sure you got some people got some love for them, but those are terrible movies. They're terrible. I'm just gonna say it. They're terrible. Like Richard Pryor couldn't save it, and the Search for Peace or Quest for no, Peace, whatever. Jesus no. Christ, that was a horrible movie. But Superman one and two, particularly the Donner cut of two, fantastic, Listen. legendary movies. So you know, they, as long as they're just doing something like that and not trying to phone it in, it's it's a. And here's the thing, I think. A staple of a great movie is when the the villains are duplicated over and over again in other movies. Like he created a platform for vi- for villain. Some villains use that same look nowadays to be look evil. You know what I'm saying? The goatee, the like they look in those first the movies. The villains look a certain way, dude. I love that. We'll see, man. I, I just, uh, anytime I hear, you know what it is? I'm hearing reboot way too much these days. Oh, it's a reboot. And I'm yeah. losing my faith in Hollywood. There's so much good talent out there really that is, is not getting seen. Even these people that are, that are fortunate enough to make a movie don't get their movies seen by mass audiences. And we keep getting all these fucking reboots. That's my thing. Like the Zack Snyder cut, what, $300 million? You couldn't have given that to someone who had a brand new idea. Yeah. And, and listen, dude, I, this is just me. I don't know if you'll share my opinion on this, but like, I just don't think that we should be remaking movies for the sake of, of representation. Like if you're going to make a movie and you want to have inclusion and things like that and you want the, the cast to be more diverse, fantastic. I am all for that. But sometimes I think that it gets lost in translation in some movie. And I really I'm not going to give you like a reference or anything like that. But I think that some ideas that I hear, I'm like, this is clearly just for the to make a movie PC and more accessible to other people. But I think that that actually waters down the movie. And you think that just making a brand new, like make a brand new uh, thing with these people in it. Yes. But easier said than done sometimes too. Uh, It's not, but you just said it's not, it's, it's very easy. But like you said, they're giving that money to Zack Snyder. Yeah. They're giving that money to all people that are already doing it. Whereas there is a ton of these people that are like, we have a million ideas that we can do. Just give us an opportunity instead of redoing a movie that no one liked, really. No one is asking for this except a few Reddit weirdos. Yeah. Or, but going away from like the, uh, the DC universe or superheroes or anything like that. I mean, this, yes! kind of, this, this goes into other movies. Let's take uh, the movie Annie, for instance, with, uh, uh, with Jamie Foxx. That just came out not too long ago. 
why not? You have a talented cast. Why not make a movie in the vein of that? It didn't have brand to be, new. It didn't have to be Annie. It could still be no. like you could even like like borrow from the story a little bit and just have a similar situation like that where a wealthy man takes on this young orphan girl and whatever. Hey, guess what? They love to sing. Sure. But yeah, why redo? Why do it? I just, yeah. It bugs me. They're going to do that again with uh, Wizard of Oz. It's going to I know you don't like Wizard of Oz, but like I they're mean, doing I, that I like again. a version. I know. But I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like. You know that's the path they're going to go down. I don't know, dude. I think that it's a it's a waste sometimes to do that for the sake of diversity. When again, you can just make another movie with an outstanding cast. These people you are can talented. have brand put the, new. Put the words in front of them. Put the script in front of them, and make and build a movie around them. I listen. I personally couldn't do that. I'm not in the filmmaking business, and I don't even know if I could really effectively make a film. But there are people out there that oh, do this dude. for a living. How many people would love to? How many? If you gave. A random kid that loves movies. Yeah. The opportunity, I promise you he wouldn't make a terrible, when he's like, I think I want to do it like this. And he has someone to be like, we can do it like that and make it even look better. He's like, that would, it would, if you gave him $300 million, he'd make a better film than Zack Snyder. If you gave him $300 million, but, and I would love a new form where they're like, look, instead of remaking the Wiz so that you're like, oh, you're the black Dorothy. Mm Mm-hmm. Or or the Wizard of Oz, and you'd be like, you're the Black Dorothy. Be like, you're a brand new property where it's like now you're the you're the only one in this property. We're the person we you're such and such from that movie. You're not the oh you're the this version of that. No, I'm the only one that's played that character through yeah. all the sequels. I am the one. This is a good point. Now I I got to say that if they did that. Let's just say the Black Dorothy thing, but now it's it's somebody else and they're in Oz again and they're having new adventures. I'm still going to be like, okay, I see what you did, but I would appreciate it more than just now I'm the Black Dorothy. For instance, here's another one. Um, now, I know a lot of people wanted this and that's fine and I'm not like bagging it, but this is just my opinion, is that they're going to make another uh, Little Mermaid and the Little Mermaid is going to be black. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. But here's the deal. Remember that movie, The uh, Princess and the Frog, the animated movie? Yes. So they took a, a, I mean, you know, the story's been told before, but yeah. they took a story that hasn't been Disney-fied. I think I just made a word up. And they they made this great story surrounded by, a, you know, um, surrounding a black cast. Yes. In a setting that was, you know, appropriate for it. Not appropriate. What am I trying to say? Like it was Louisiana. Do you know what I'm saying? So like it yes. was just, it all made sense. It just made sense. The, the culture was there and it, it just made sense. I just feel like sometimes they do this for the sake of being PC. And I think that it's a loss and it's... Um, more often than not, these movies don't really make the money that they want them to make. They're just getting this movie out there, but they're not doing better than the other movie. And they're maybe not even succeeding some of the times. I feel like it's a waste, but that's just my opinion. It's probably not an pop. It's, it's probably not a popular opinion. No, I think it's, I, a, I think it's coming. It's coming from a place of like, not hatred. I just know like, ah, you it's, want it's someone waste. to have their own property. Yeah. For like, sure. as in like, I'm not going to be the. I'm going to be the only person you know from this. The only, like for me, not to bring it up again, the reason The Wiz was so amazing is because some of us at the time had never seen The Wizard of Oz. So we didn't even know. And also they're like, we're not even going to use the music from yeah, this movie. And we're making okay. brand new music with Quincy Jones. We're making a brand new thing. But it was still attached to the, uh, it was so loosely attached that they probably could have called it something else. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing though. It was like, that was a little bit different because it's like, okay, you've seen the wizard of Oz, but this is our spin on it. And it's a musical. And for some like that passes. And on top of that, it really wasn't done all the time either. No, this was a one, like, this was a like, whoa, you guys are taking over a, 
uh, taking on this. And this here's the thing. This I think that there, if we had a chance, like look at Ava. Ava DuVernay is, she's not like redoing properties. Yeah. She's like, I'm owning all of my original stuff. I'm making these new things. Or if I take it from a book, I'm doing this myself. She's not going to, she was in talks to do a superhero film, but oddly enough, creative differences. She's like, "Uh uh-uh. And I have a feeling when you get in those offices and they tell you what their plans are, you walk out like, oh, no, 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 no. Or you have to do it because they're offering you so much money and you're not in a position to say no. But when you're Ava, you can be like, oh, no, I'm not going to be that. I'm not. She hasn't misstepped yet. Where she's she's like, oh, I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that woman to do that thing. Not a freaking chance. And um, even you know, people were uh, I'm very eager. Like even like look at what Marvel's doing. Marvel. The only reason that they're able to do a lot of this good stuff is because um, um, you know, uh, Stan Lee was like, oh no, a lot of my comics were a commentary on racism. So it's almost a gimme. Like you're kind of giving it's a perfect thing. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm gonna make a this style person in this style. No, they're like, we could just cast who was supposed to be cast in it. Right. And it's still diverse because it's just the casting. You know, um, I don't read a, a, all the comics, but I know like as soon as they announced it, I was like, well, like Black Panther, that's a strong, that's a strong property, dude. That's a strong superhero property that is diverse. A strong one that they didn't have to, we're going to do a remake and make White Panther black. No, this is just our property. Now, I don't know where they go now. That's sad. I don't know what happens now. But that was that was a thing. At least they have Coogler. Yeah, man. But man. He makes smart decisions, but he's he's taking on a task where it's like, you ha- you've got one shot. <laughs> Dude. You know? <laughs> oh, man. This will, I mean, it won't necessarily make or break the franchise because if Marvel wants another Black Panther movie, they're going to get another Black Panther movie. And guess what? They're going to sell the shit out of those tickets. But really, you got one chance. Coogler. You got one shot. Dude. What's you going to do? And you got he's one good. shot. I mean, Coogler, really... what's you going to do? I'm oh, sorry. I was writing a song real quick. You fucked it up. <laughs> no, I think Coogler's smart only because he's not doing uh, like he's not involved in the new uh, creed he's focusing on like two things what's and the I, second black one? panther's the big one uh it's black panther and i forgot what the other thing is because i know he finished black panther he's done he said he wrote it it's done and i'm like that was fast dude mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't think he does not want to recast bowman bozeman he doesn't want to recast him. i don't think they should i think that's a I think Marvel fans are smarter than that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I for sure, but I think they're going to have to have someone else take. The what about crown. Shuri? Bo well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be homegirl. That's it. She's the only one that could do it. It's going to be, um, um, what's her name? D- uh, Denai Guerrero. That's who's going to take it. That's a good one. She is going, they're going to be like, cause she's not going to want it. She's going to say, no, my king, no. And they're going to be like, you have to. Do you want us to be overtaken or do you want to take this? And man, when she puts on that suit and she already knows how to fight with her, she'll be ridiculous. Have you ever seen her in a lead role? Yeah, she took over the lead role in Walking Dead. Yeah, but 
that's not what I'm getting at. I'm talking like a feature film or I have not. Okay. So do you think she has the chops for a lead role? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's fair. I, I really she, haven't watched enough Walking Dead, especially, you know, the later seasons. So I, I couldn't honestly give my opinion on that. And a lot of it is going to have to do with a it's going to be tough because you're going to have to be doing two things. Having an incredible villain because Killmonger was incredible. He was a villain where you're like, oh, I get it. I get why he's doing what he's doing. I'm on his side kind of. Um, but having an incredible villain be developed while also trying to transfer the crown. You have to do two things in one movie. That is going to be a juggling act like. Because Killmonger, for some reason, he's back in the next movie for some reason. I don't know how this is working. Because he was awesome and they need to figure out a way to get him back into the movie. (laughs) That's really all it is, Steve. (laughs) He was, I mean, Michael B. Jordan, dude. He was fan dagger. I don't think they expected Killmonger to be the star he was. You know, that's the thing, too. It's like he was on screen a lot. In Black Panther, but like I still felt like, oh, we need more of that. We need more. When he said, hey, auntie, I was like, guess who's in? Me. Hey, I mean, auntie. Next. Yeah. yeah, that was just, and it was a, it was a, um, ad libbed thing that they kept. He just said it and they're like, oh, we're keeping that. Sometimes those are the best lines, right? <laughs> those are the best, just like, I, I mean, shoot, dude, they're, some of the best lines have been ad libbed. You're totally right. Okay. There's another movie you wanted to talk about. Okay, so how much of this movie have you seen? This is like a one and a half review, guys. I saw, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I saw up to um, there's a a an interesting musical scene in a not not a motel a hotel. <laughs> so so we're like maybe twenty five to thirty minutes into the movie, Absolutely. maybe even less. Yes. Okay. So the movie that we're talking about is Barb and Star go, Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar. Uh huh. I'm gonna tell you something, man. When I first saw this trailer in the theater, I'm like, this is some ridiculousness. Like I. <laughs> I'm not watching this movie. Yeah. I'm just not going to watch this movie. I love Kristen Wiig, but it's like, come on, Kristen. I know what you're trying to sell me. I'm not buying it. So the movie falls into my lap recently. And um, I got to tell, first of all, before I give my review, Steve, you've seen 25, 30 minutes of this movie. Let's at least get your impression. Oh, like I was saying earlier, there are some things that you have to understand for certain movies. Austin Powers, you have to be in. Anchorman, you have to be in. Uh, Talladega Nights, you just have to be in. If you are not in, you're not going to like those movies because you're going to be, oh, I don't get this thing. This is one of those movies that so far I'm j- I don't get. I don't understand. And I'm not saying they're doing a bad job or anything like this. What they what it is is, oh, that boat left the shore without you on it. You're, you just don't understand. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I, I, I just don't understand the movie. I don't understand the comedy they're going for yet. I'm going to still finish it. And maybe it just blows my mind while I'm watching it. But I don't understand their thing quite yet. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, is Rob Forrest still with us? Yes. Yeah. Here. <laughs> All right. Now you saw this movie, right? I did. Would you mind uh, giving me your thoughts on this one? Am I catching you off guard? Uh, no, that's, you know, for sure. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> nice. I'm glad there's a third on this one, man. Cause, uh, it's not that I I'm disagreeing with Steve or any, well, I kind of am, but like he hasn't seen the full movie yet. So it's nice to have someone that's actually watched the movie all the way through. He's right that you gotta be in the right mood for, for sure. Movie, for sure. Yeah. This is not for everybody, but like I found this movie or obvious comparisons, uh, to Austin powers to some degree. Right. But then there's this whole other silly side and I'm getting vibes and I can't figure out what it reminds me of. Like it's, I can say it's original content, but it, 
it's reminiscent of something. That type of humor I've seen before. The whole breaking out in the song and just absurd things that happen for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, Morgan- yeah, there's just a, a ton of throwaway lines that are just don't really mean anything. They're just there for like quick little witty, stupid humor. Yeah. And it's just, it's brilliant and it's hysterical. Oh my God. I mean, I sat down and I started watching this movie and uh, kind of like Steve, I'm like, okay, I, I okay. I know where, at least I know where we're going now. And like I said, immediately within like the first three minutes of the movie, you get that Austin power reference really quickly, but oh, then, yeah. and I can't put my finger on it, man. I don't know if it's like, a like an anchor man kind of vibe or what, but whatever it is, this movie sucked me in, man. And like, the, I felt the jokes pretty much all hit to some degree. It just depends. Like you have to, again, you have to like that kind of humor where shit is just coming out of left field and you just kind of have to, you're either going to take it or you're not. But I found myself like gut laughing through this movie. For, exactly. And Me too. yeah. And that's not something that I do all the time, even with a good comedy. I'll see, you know, I'll get it. Oh, that was really funny. But it was the absurdity of this movie that had me it's, like it's rare that I actually laugh out loud for sure. Yeah. Like guttural laughs, dude. It was. And uh, so I have to give them props on that. It's um, this movie is about a, a couple of you guys. It's a, or not a couple a couple of friends. I was going to say that uh, they're Barb and star. They are middle-aged women that have been working in this one store for who knows how long. And that's pretty much their lives. They do. I'm not going to like, you know, give you the whole movie, of course, but they do everything at this store. They, they uh, have Thanksgiving dinner at this store. They right. just, it's, it's ridiculous. Again, we're talking about a ridiculous movie, but the store closes down. And this is one of those movies where it's kind of like these, these two crazy characters are going to go off and like kind of find themselves. They're so codependent that uh, this trip helps them find themselves. And I have to take my hat off to, if I had one, I would take it off to the, the writer of this movie, because what they did with Barb and star could have been a disaster. Like, the way that this movie goes, there is a point where there's um, kind of a love triangle. I'll just say that for the purposes of it's not really a love triangle. And that's the that's the good part about this movie is that they could have spent the time focusing on just this little love triangle situation and how Barb and Star are doing each other dirty to, you know, for the common goal of, uh, you know, like getting the love, the affection of this particular character. And you think it's going to go that way, but it doesn't go that way. And I really like that one of the... Uh, the, what I think is important about this movie is that it actually focuses on friendship and like the support. Yes, they have some arguments that are kind of silly and everything like that. But all the way through this movie, these two girls, these two women are like backing each other. And I think that that's like a big part of the charm of this movie is like they're, you know, they're just their ridiculous amount of love that they have for each other. And of course, you know, they're off doing their own thing and finding themselves. Um, it's It's not a movie where like I feel these kind of movies, Rob, what would you say about this? Like these are the kind of movies when the jokes are so like rapid fire. It's not a movie where you really want to spoil them, right? Like you don't want to go, yeah, that one joke that happened. Cause now you've essentially just ruined that joke for someone oh, that's watching really the movie. Can't talk about any of them, even, even the throwaway ones you can't really talk about because it ruins it. Yeah. There's sight gags. A lot of the time they are just, uh, there's, uh, celebrities, celebrity actors that are, um, speaking through animals <laughs> that I, I'm not going to say exactly. who, uh, it's ridiculous. It is an absolutely absurd movie, but that said, I, I absolutely loved it. It is probably the funniest thing that I've seen this year. I mean, again, we're in February, so I haven't really right. watched too many comedies and I, and I do have a high love for psycho Gorman, but that's not the same kind of comedy. Oh, this not, is not even close to the same. No, it's there. There are two, there are two different entities completely, but like, but this is definitely one of those movies where it's like, if I had to like, and I have been, I've been making it a point to write down. I should have been doing this forever, but I've made it a point to write down every single thing I've watched the month. I watched it, the rating I've done and where I find it and all that kind of stuff. And, um, 
what I have so far, Barb and Star is like probably the top. Like I haven't laughed harder yet in the in 2021. Oh, absolutely not. I, I might have to put it at, at the top of my list for movies that I watched last year too. Yeah. yeah well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like true man like it's weird like we watched so many movies last year but uh oh i'm glad i have you on by the way i'm gonna change gears for just a second but um we watched so many movies last year and i don't know if it was covid or just like not really feeling it being kind of foggy but like i just didn't retain a lot it was really weird like the in the years that we've done this show we've always done a noises and we've and you know we've we've recapped all these movies at the end of the year and steve and i honestly were like uh steve you know tell me if you disagree with this but we were just kind of like is it it has to be 2020 because it, we didn't have that inspiration to do the recap shows. And uh, more importantly, like Rob's on here and Rob was very kind. He helped us uh, do a logo for the noises that was supposed to happen this year. And we haven't talked about it yet, but Steve and I sat down and we're just like, again, on this vein of just like a weird 2020, do we, do we do it? And we decided that we are not going to do a noises this year. It's just, it wouldn't be as fun. You know, COVID's still going on, Rob. Of course, we can't have the guests that we have. And it's a large show if you've ever heard it. Right. I was going to ask you about that. I've been meaning to text you about that. Yeah, there are thousands of people that come to the show and I just don't want to like contribute to the virus. So uh, we decided that we're going to wait until 2021 or 2022 rather and we'll do that. So it's it's coming back. We just decided to skip it this year. But anyway, I digress. Um, Loved Barb and Star. I think that uh, if you're a fan of comedy, and you like that absurdity. If you are a fan of Austin Powers, it's you're not going to get a full on Austin Powers experience, but you'll know exactly why I keep bringing up Austin Powers on this. And uh, I just honestly have not found a comedy yet this year that has made me laugh so hard. So anyone that enjoys comedy, it's obviously it's subjective. But if you enjoy a good comedy and you like to just laugh out loud, literally, this is the movie for you. Yeah, just just have a have a few beers and get get real chill and then put this on. You're going to you're going to have a good time. Yeah, a few beers or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like there's something here, stuff that makes you laugh. That's what this movie's good for, guys. So, uh Rob, since you're a first-time guest, would you like to rate the movie? Yeah, I I rated it on Facebook, but I'll give it the same rating here. I gave it 4 out of 5 uh parachuting culottes. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Steve, I guess you can't really rate it yet. You've already kind of given your opinion on it, but since you're 25 to 30 and what, I won't even make you like do a reference. What number are you falling on right now? Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I, it's not fair. I wouldn't do that to okay. this movie. That's so, fair. Uh, yeah. I, uh, just like Rob, I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five friendship bracelets. Like I just fucking just love this movie and I cannot tell enough people about it. So if you watch it and you're like, you know what? That wasn't my jam. Just know I tried. I tried to help you out. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're wrong or anything like that. Again, humor subjective, but it's just goddamn funny. And it's a movie that left me with like a literal smile on my face. I've watched it twice. I'll probably watch it again just because I want to tell more people about it. But Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you were here, Rob. You got to rate that, man. I know we uh, cut you off for just a little bit there, but you came back in in the clutch, bro. All right, Steve. Uh, How are you doing, buddy? I got to get out of here, man. I had a feeling, which is why I asked that question. Fair enough. Um, Hey, guys, real quick before we go, if you want to get a hold of the show, I'm going to save you all the cheesy music. Just go to heroesofnoise.com. All right, www.heroesofnoise.com. There you're going to find all of our shows. You're going to find an email. You're going to find voicemail. You're going to find... uh, uh, let's see links to the word still. We've got that. You got merch. We have everything there. It's one-stop shop, www.heroesofnoise.com. And also we would really appreciate if you guys can send us some iTunes reviews, if you're using that format, or even if you don't, you could still go on there, 
let the people know what you think about Heroes of Noise. We would really appreciate it. On the website, there's actually a page that shows all of our reviews. And people have been leaving some really kind reviews. So thank to everyone that has done that so far. But uh, yeah, instead of doing the whole wacky music, Steve, I just want to give them the, the, the meat potatoes, bro. That's it, man. That's You know it. what I'm saying? Yes. So with that, Steve, do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful, awesome, and amazing day. Enjoy yourself. And here's the thing. Here's the big thing. I love, uh, let, me, let me say, I love the way that this thing went today. I love the fact that people were able to come in, listen, uh, comment on things. It gave me like butterflies in my stomach. I freaking loved it. I loved seeing Fab Boris in the, in the room. I love seeing Daniel, even though he was in his machine shop, apparently uh, making a freaking Voltron. It was nice <laughs> to talk to him about, you know, music and such. And I got to get these lightning round questions together because I think I'm going to do it again one of these days. Anyway, next time during the during the Patreon episode, I have a quiz for Dan. Until then, I love you guys. Peace. Oh, a quiz coming up. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks to Rob and thanks to Daniel for coming on. Um, I will tell you that if you buy the uh, VXDEDXVEP, it sounds a lot better than Daniel did today. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Dan. I don't even know if you're still there anymore. But uh, fantastic album, guys. Oh, there he is. There's my guy right there. So, yeah, by the way, stick around because after we finish this, we're going to play... Uh, one of the singles off of his uh, new EP, and it's fantastic. Do you? Uh, what was the name of that one again? I'm sorry, I don't have it pulled up, man. Like I told you, I was having trouble pulling up the files. Frontman. Frontman. That's it. Frontman is fantastic, featuring the one and only S. E. Hudson. So stick around for that, guys. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, for the rest of you, my name is Dan. For Steve, we are the Heroes of Noise. You guys, take care of yourselves. All right. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. <laughs>
Fire. 